Hello everyone and welcome to Create, stories of students creating their future through hard work, determination, and of course, personalized course curriculums here at the University of Montana College of Business. Today we talked with Kaylee Ozentowski, Masters of Science and Business Analytics graduate at the University of Montana. We talked about an unconventional path to graduate school, the experience of taking classes remotely, and also finding purpose in a sea of data. If you're interested in working with Salesforce, nonprofits, or just asking yourself, why not? This is the perfect episode for you. Well, we're here with Kaylee. Kaylee, welcome to the podcast. Really psyched to have have you on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to it. Yes, absolutely. So I think I want to start this podcast by getting a little bit of background for our listeners on your path from undergrad to graduate school. Um, you you had mentioned, oh, it's maybe not the most traditional path ever. So I, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so after high school, I attended the University of Montana and got three degrees. So the first one was a Bachelor of Arts in Dance, the second a Bachelor of Arts in Theater, and then a Bachelor of Science in Management with a focus in entertainment management. So my goal was to manage Broadway shows, manage Disney shows, things like that. Um, the pandemic happened my senior year, and I had lost my job and lost my career opportunity for after I graduated. Um, moved to Florida anyways, because why not? There's a pandemic, nice and sunshine, um, and was there for a while, also unemployed during the pandemic. Um, I did hear from the University of Montana about an opportunity to attend graduate school through the College of Business um, for no tests, no fees, um, just apply and we'll see what happened. I applied um, and got accepted into the Masters of Science in Business Analytics program, very different from anything that I have done before, um, and then started the semester two weeks later. <laughs> so not a lot of prep time, no. I also started a full-time job in Florida that exact same day. So it was a really wild, like, here's everything happening all at once, but I'm a big fan of taking opportunities as they come and making the best of it. So Montana to Florida, yes. Florida back to Montana. <laughs> what was what were those transitions like? I know that a lot of uh, students coming back to graduate school are not coming straight after undergraduate. Right. They're coming, you know, age 35, they're coming they've they've been in a career for a while. But talk to me about those transitions because I think a lot of people are experiencing something similar. Of course, maybe not Florida to Montana, right. but similar life changes. Yeah, um, then the pandemic happened, just took the opportunity to move to Florida. Um, I had a job there lined up before and then had lost it due to the pandemic. So I had already found out a plan of where to stay and who to stay with. Um, so just decided to go for it and try it out. And it worked for a while. Um, and then got another opportunity for another job back in Montana in Great Falls, Montana at a concert venue. So decided why not take that leap as well. It's kind of been the past couple years has been why not is my catchphrase right now. <laughs> <laughs> so moved back to Montana for that. But I actually started the MSBA program in Florida. And the first I did a two year program. So the first year I did it entirely online through um, the College of Business in Florida. And then when I moved back to Montana, I was still about three hours away from Missoula. So I also was work doing remote school and was able to occasionally go for presentations or classes that had guest speakers that I was interested in meeting in person. 
Um, so I was able to then be a part of that, but I still was mostly a remote student. Very cool. For someone who has questions about that, what was your experience taking the class? I, I guess I wouldn't call it asynchronous, but remote, and then you would show up occasionally, see a guest speaker, give a presentation, present your capstone. Talk about what, what that was like. I thought it was a great opportunity. Um, and sometimes the classes were asynchronous. Um, if something came up during my day job, like a night meeting or something like that, um, all the professors are extremely flexible and we're recording their meetings or recording different things or sending out supplementary information. So I was able to catch up the next day. Um, so being able to have that flexible schedule was really what guaranteed my success in the program. Very cool. Um, so I've got a couple folks on my team. Well, not a couple. One folk, one person on the Pintler Group team is getting ready for their capstone or to decide on what they want to do for their capstone project. Yeah. Um, I know our team recorded capstones last year in 2022 and you presented. Um, how did you decide on what to present and, and, and what, for folks who don't know, can you talk about what the capstone is and what, what, that, what that entails? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Um, the capstone is kind of the accumulation of everything that you've learned and latched onto during the MSBA program. So for me, I had no computer coding knowledge before the program at all. I had never once opened R or Python, didn't even know the beginnings of it. So I knew that my project, I wanted to use those new skills that I acquired, but then really delve into what I was comfortable with and confident in. And that's about marketing and solving big business problems. So the options were that we could pick a project that um, at the time the professor had talked to different folks in the Missoula community and things and kind of built up some big business problems that we could have the option to solve. Or we had the freedom to find one that we were passionate about. So I knew that I wanted to do something related to performing arts or something related to the work I was doing in the concert venue at the time. Um, the concert venue had opened in October of 2021, so it was brand new. So no marketing surveys have gone out. Um, there was no data analytics to figure out what was working and what was not. So part of the big business questions that I had in my day job, I then was able to use those to help build a project to talk and to solve those big business problems for my um, president, for the donors, things like that. That's really cool. I, I do love that about the capstone that you can choose a project that, you know, you're harnessing the skills that you've learned in the MSBA, but you're also, you know, your full-time job, your career, your uh, you know, you're really impacting that work as well. So I think that oh, absolutely. I think that capstone student when when a when a capstone project like uh, includes your career work, you should get paid for it. Your company should just pay you for it. <laughs> <laughs> company well, should just pay you. you for that work. That should that should be how it works. Some sort of oh, was, some sort was... of arrangement between the College of Business and your employer. <laughs> Well, and it was great um, to present um, the capstone project for my professors and my peers, at the MSBA, and then take that presentation and then give it to our investors and give that to um, my boss and have those conversations right. with the marketing team as well. So it was a really great like double, double duty of using it as a school project, but then also being able to really help out um, the organization I was working at. Yeah. And you've made it 
a bit of a career change in the last six months or so. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, why not? That's the catchphrase. That's um, the catchphrase. So... <laughs> That's the theme of the episode. Yep, that is um, kind of the theme of my life recently. But <laughs> once I graduated in May um, with the MSBA, um, I was just kind of looking for more ways that I could use these new skills. Um, one thing that I've decided that with this program is if you're not practicing and using it every day, it starts to slip away. Um, I haven't done any like hard coding in a while. So I'm taking training classes and different like YouTube tutorials and things like that, trying to get myself back into it. So I was trying to look for a different career change, maybe something more along with what I had learned in the MSBA. Um, and I've been a volunteer for Make-A-Wish um, since 2018. And it's something that I had held really near and dear to my heart. I love nonprofits um, and the missions that they serve and the people who serve those missions. And all of a sudden, um, oddly enough, on Instagram ads, a data and operations specialist position for Make-A-Wish Montana and South Dakota popped up. And I said, well, there's, why not? <laughs> Right Why now not? is as good a time as any and applied. And I got the position and started it in June of this year. Well, I guess 2022. It's now a new year. <laughs> it's now a new year. Well, congratulations. That's that's really awesome. Um, and Thank so what you. kind of what kinds of things in your first six months that do you feel like that uh, those muscles of the data analytics are no longer um, is atrophying a word? Be, you, you, you've sharpened them. Have you found that to be true? Yes, definitely. Um, just different ways to help improve the systems. My big passion is solving big problems and helping other people to be successful. Um, so it's been really interesting to use data science as a service. Um, one thing is we grant wishes. So for terminally ill children in Montana and South Dakota, we're helping them find hope and help them grant their biggest wish. So I get to work with a team who works with families and wish kids every day, and I get to provide them the information they need to be successful. How, what wish kid has been waiting for too long? What's the lead time on this? How much um, funds do we have to give towards this situation? So being able to use those skills to help people has been one of the gr most gratifying um, components of this new career change for me. There's also a lot of Excel. Um, I was part of a data migration my first month, um, moving from Razor's Edge database, which is really popular with nonprofits, into a customized Make-A-Wish Salesforce portal, which is completely new and unique to Make-A-Wish, um, using some of Salesforce's great components in customer relationship management, but also then building in volunteer management, um, helping manage wishes through the system as well. So lots of great learning. Um, which is one thing, the reason I joined the MSBA is because I like to learn and I didn't want to stop doing that. Um, so now I feel like I'm also doing that in my career. Yeah, that is that is really cool. It sounds like it's been uh, kind of fast and furious, like in, an introduction to the world <laughs> of nonprofit and Salesforce. That's that's a lot to take in. Oh, absolutely. And it's ironic. One of my MSBA classes, um, we were, I believe we were able to pick from a long list of different um, business intelligence plat platforms. And the one that I just had randomly picked was Salesforce. I have no reason why I did. I think I just was one of the ones available on the list and said, why not? Um, 
who would have ever guessed that I would end up using a lot of those skills from that project and learning about what Salesforce is and what it does, um, and now using the system every single day. It's funny how life works like that sometimes. Yes. Yep. And so Salesforce. <laughs> so folks, folks who are thinking because in Missoula there's a big you know ATG. I think they're now cognizant. <laughs> they hire. They they focus a lot on Salesforce. Um, for folks who say, hmm, I don't know, Salesforce, uh, data analytics, this sounds like, you know, I'm, I'm not sure this is the career path for me, but it sounds like there's so much that you could and are doing within all those different data sets. Like, can you talk with somebody about the world of data analytics and MSBA and like what, if you experienced similar, similar thoughts when you were considering enrolling in the program? Yeah, it's daunting. Um, there's lots of buzzwords of business intelligence and AI and all these different like statistical methods. And it's a lot of um, pressure. The a lot of times I was like, I don't know if I'm really grasping the concept of what this is. Like, I'm understanding on base level, but how am I ever going to use this? Um, and now working inside of data platforms such as Salesforce, um, it's not as much as a mystery. There's, it's feeling more real and tangible. I'm working in data sets of people I know, volunteers I know, or with wish kid families that I've met. So there's a really nice personal component um, now with the data that I'm working with. And it's not always the case for everyone that they get to have that personal connection. Um, but for me, it's really been a great, like how I can use the concepts I've learned and then put it into real life situations. Um, but mm -hmm. my one advice would be, don't be scared of the um, the terms and the terminology. They're extremely important to know. Um, but when the problem meets you, you'll know the right skills to handle it, even if you don't recall the name. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's that's good to know. I'm sure some folks out there are like, okay, good. Uh, that, that was a concern of mine. Um, yes. Yeah, no, that's great. So what is next for Make-A-Wish Montana, South Dakota, and what is the other, North Dakota? Um, it's just South Dakota and Montana. South Dakota, Montana. So what's, uh, what are the initiatives for 2023? What, what's your team thinking about? Yeah, um, our goal is always grant more wishes. Um, we want to make sure that every eligible child in Montana and South Dakota is getting a life-changing wish to help them with hope and healing through their illness. Um, so that has been our mission from the start, and it's our mission every day. Um, and that's part of why I was hired on the team is to help guide towards that mission of how can we be more efficient and more effective in our operations and manage our data better so that we can help more people. Um, so we're always moving towards that goal. Um, right now, my main task has been developing lists and donor lists for um, a newsletter that we send out um, to make sure that everyone knows all the wonderful things we've done the past fiscal year and what we're moving towards in the future. So that's been a really neat task. I'm using Salesforce database um, from our migration to really pull some comprehensive lists. Um, over 8,000 records um, is what that list is looking like right now. And it's using data from our past database and new database and Power BI and trying to put all the pieces wow. together. Wow. Well, it certainly sounds like you're up for the challenge, Kaylee. Nice work. We're uh, <laughs> that. That's Thank really you. cool. Yeah. As I um, tell my other coworkers, it's it's fun. Like I'm most people don't assume data analytics is fun, 
but I find it so entertaining to solve the problems, to look at the data and feel so successful when it's clean and ready to go and ready to transform into something that I can send to someone else for them to learn from. Yeah, that story continues to come up in these episodes. Um that it's like a puzzle. You know, you're you're kind of yeah. solving these puzzles every day and you've you've built this unique set of skills to to make it so you actually can solve these problems where a lot of people would look at that and they would give they they wouldn't have no idea where to start. So um right. providing tremendous value to the organization, you know, of course, but then I guess some tangible, yeah, I've, I've heard accountants say that before as well, that it, for, for them, a lot of people think, oh, accounting, how, how could you do that all day? And to a lot of accountants, it becomes this puzzle and there's a right answer and it's, it's satisfying for them. Um, I can right. see it. Cool. Oh, absolutely. Kaylee, this has been really cool. Uh, we'll, we're going to link to the capstone presentation that we recorded last year in our show notes. I don't think we got the whole presentation, just sort of uh, a couple interviews, but um, definitely link to that. We'll also link to the, the Make-A-Wish Montana and South Dakota. So folks, if they're interested or have questions about that, they can check that out. Um, and we really appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate the time to get to talk about the MSBA and the College of Business in its entirety. I'm so thankful for all the professors and just my entire experience there. I would have never thought, uh, looking back when I graduated from high school and started my Bachelor's of Arts in Dance, that I would be where I am now. Um, so it's a work of a lot of great people and a lot of great learning. So cool. Well, congrats again, Kaylee. And I'm sure we'll be seeing more uh, from, from Kaylee in the, in the near future. <laughs> thank you Kyle I appreciate it thank you everyone for listening to this episode with Kaylee if you're interested in the MSBA program application timelines admission requirements or just have general questions about the curriculum give us a call or head to our website umt.edu business and of course if you're interested in checking out the capstone project by Kaylee and others we'll drop those links below until next time, this has been Create, a podcast by the University of Montana College of Business in collaboration with Pintler Group Digital Marketing.